something that affects all of us as well. I, this is a situation that, uh, you know, we, we continue to talk about it, and it... it um, it just seems to continue to go up and up and up, and it looks like it's going to continue that way for a while. We're basically, it, what it boils down to essentially is the cost of living. And whenever we talk about any economic issues in Canada right now, the operative word is is higher, right? It's higher. That's the word we talk about, higher prices, higher inflation, higher interest rates. Yesterday, a couple more hires were thrown in. Higher household debt, higher housing costs, two things that unfortunately are only going to get more expensive with higher interest rates. So, I mean, it's, we're kind of caught in a loop here where it just seems like everything's headed up, up, up. Um, so we had an update from the Bank of Canada governor yesterday walking us through various different components of what's happening economically in our country vis-a-vis inflation and interest rates, and the list goes on. Uh, so to help us break down what we heard, we're going to chat now with um, Bill Robson, the CEO of the C.D. Howe Institute. Uh, Bill, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. We'll see how much of this we can sort out. <laughs> there's a lot to get to. And as I said, there's a whole list of factors, and, and we'll get to them in a moment. But first of all, above else, according to Tiff Macklin, the governor, nothing rises to the level of inflation. That's job one. That's the focus, right? Well, I think that's the uh, appropriate focus for him. The Bank of Canada has gotten into trouble uh, by not focusing as hard on inflation as they ought to have done. And uh, at this point, the uh, you know unhappiness with inflation is is very widespread and it's very understandable. And so uh, he does need to address it, and he needs to be seen to address it. And uh, uh, really, I think it was uh, that's the headline thing that you want to get there. We just saw in the United States uh, they just released you saying everything is going up now. Yep. Their consumer price index is up eight point six percent year over year. Uh, that suggests that we're likely to see a, a few more scary readings here. And the Bank of Canada, if they don't get that right, it's a bit like, you know, in your city, the, the city government might be making all kinds of grand plans to make life better in all sorts of ways. But if the garbage is piling yep. up in the streets, then... You've you know, got one job, right? I mean, that. Bank of Canada has one job, and that is inflation. So they have to get that right. Yes. Um, so which tells us then, obviously, uh, despite the fact we've seen some pretty healthy jumps in interest rates, we can expect more, probably even bigger than we've seen thus far, right? I think it's, yes, inevitably, they, they, they're they going to raise interest rates sooner or later. Let's put it that way. The, 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 the route that I would recommend is uh, more aggressive hikes in the short run uh, before this stuff, get, the, the, the momentum of inflation builds even further. A lot of people are concerned, and it's not just about the Bank of Canada, that the Fed and the United States, uh, other central banks might get very nervous because the economy will weaken, uh, and, and that they then don't... Um, uh, you know, push interest rates up as much as they need to. The trouble is that if you let the momentum of inflation build further, uh, then ultimately rates have to go even higher to get it down. So I, I think the Bank of Canada is likely to raise rates at least by another uh, uh, 50 basis points and then another 50 basis points the next time. Uh, because even at those levels, I mean, if, if they get the uh, their interest rate up to 2% or even 2.5%, uh, I think Tiff uh, Macklem, yes, 
yesterday talked maybe about the, the top of their range, 3%. Well, uh, that's still less than the rate of inflation. So it's not obvious that you're jamming the brakes on very hard if the interest rate is still way below the rate of inflation. Um, now, the other thing that entered in the discussion yesterday, as I mentioned, household debt. He was talking about household debt. And I think a lot of it tied into what comes with mortgages and the high cost of housing and how we're going to see some people really start to take it on the chin here with these interest rates and, and just the cost of, of managing the debt they have. Yeah, the Bank of Canada's analysis of that was a little bit reassuring. Um, uh, but the, I guess what I would say is it's a long time since uh, most Canadians, I mean, most Canadians have never experienced anything like yeah. this, certainly not in their adult lives. And it is going to come as a bit of a shock. The other thing that is... Um, always important to think about what people talk about the ratio of household debt or household mortgage payments to uh, to people's incomes if there is a recession incomes fall and so um, one, when you look at these projections it's important to remember that there's a big downside risk there if we do see the economy soften a lot um, then some of those numbers get worse not because the debt load was higher or the interest rates were going higher uh, but because the incomes that people need to pay them off uh, go down. A lot of the damage in a recession happens because of that, not because of the debt. Um, he talked about a couple of things there, and like you say, if we're talking about a recession, he did mention the fact that, you know what, he thinks the, he fully anticipates the economy could contract by, pretty sizably. Over 5% he was talking about, and he thinks but that that's fine. We're in a situation where, you know, we're strong enough and stable enough that we can ride that out. What are your thoughts on, you know, this looming recession we keep hearing about and uh, where we're positioned in terms of riding that out? Well, I do think it makes sense for people to be ready for that. Um, even if the Bank of Canada, and like, if you think about the task of getting nominal dollar spending, which is rising, you know, at double digits, uh, down to the point where inflation's back at 2%. And the real economy at this point, you know, it's, we're not going to be growing uh, faster than 2% in real terms for a while because we're already busting at the seams when it comes to trying to uh, satisfy all the demand that's out there. So they've got to bring nominal spending down from double-digit rates down to very low single-digit rates. Now, I can draw a straight line on a map showing me how to walk from, uh, uh, you know, one coast of the country to the other or sail across the Atlantic Ocean, uh, but navigating that in real life, that's very hard to do. And so it, it does make sense for people to be thinking about a recession. Um, whether w- whether we uh, suffer as much as that kind of depends on something that uh, the Bank of Canada didn't talk about much yesterday, but I can't resist throwing this in here. And that's, you know, the faster the potential growth of the economy is, the easier this is to navigate. And one of the things that bothers me right now is you look at what's happening. It's nothing to do with the Bank of Canada, but you look at what's happening in Ottawa. They're talking about higher taxes on this, higher taxes on that. Um, It's a bit of a problem to get the economy growing faster and and help us avoid that recession uh, when so many things that the government is doing are just not helping growth. Um. He talked a bit about the uncertainty and, you know, like obviously Canada has a situation and they need to deal with it. Um, but, you know, he, like he mentioned the situation in Ukraine. He mentioned supply lines. He mentioned the price of oil, all these sorts of things that are global issues. So um, that uncertainty and the fact that it's not just the levers that he can pull here that have an effect on this. How big of a factor is it? It does make uh, avoiding a recession tougher for one reason, which is that uh, there's so much 
synchronization of this cycle across the world. Yeah. When COVID hit uh, in the United States, in Europe, uh, in, in the UK, uh, a lot of countries did the same as we did. They, the central banks all lowered their policy rates close to zero. Uh, governments spent and borrowed like crazy. And so spending took off. And if, if only in, Can- if in Canada we had been the only ones doing it, we wouldn't have seen anything like the kick that happened. Uh, because everybody else was doing it, exports were strong and, and the whole world took off. So now, unfortunately, we're in the situation where we're looking at, at a little bit of that happening in reverse. The Fed is going to raise interest rates. Bank of England's raising interest rates. Uh, Europe, even where they've been very, very leery about doing it because they got all these uh, uh, countries that are over indebted. But even there, they're going to be doing it. And so that does raise the risk because if everybody's slowing down, then it's a lot harder for any individual country to navigate it. So I don't think it's unrealistic to expect a recession sometime in the next couple of years. Bill, I don't know if there's an answer to this question, but we're talking about a recession. We're talking about all these things going on, causing problems. Not that long ago, we were talking about the Roaring Twenties. Things were going to be so awesome. This was going to be fantastic. What happened? It's very disappointing. I think that... uh uh, I'll just go to the jobs report. Uh, listeners who were with us a, a few minutes ago would have heard Benjamin Reitzes saying that there was nothing to not to like in this uh, latest jobs report. Well, I see something I don't like, and that is that all the job gains are in the public sector. Since the pandemic, uh, we have seen government employment grow by about 10%, and the private sector, nothing close to that. And so one of the things that's happening in Canada right now is we've had all this consumption spending. We've had a lot of spending on housing. Governments have been spending a whole ton. And there just hasn't been a whole lot of investment. And and part of what's holding us back now is that we just do not have uh, the kind of growth in the economy's productive capacity that we would need uh, to to get us through this. A lot of people hoped that the pandemic would sort of spur, uh, you know, the digitization of the economy, various types of things that would raise productivity. That might still happen, but at the moment, uh, as, as the high inflation rate tells us, uh, we've just got way too much money chasing around uh, too few goods and services, and so we've run up against a constraint. Yeah, and that, and that's what Macklin was saying yesterday. We need to try and you know uh, bring supply in line with demand and sort of cool things off a little bit, and that means interest rates. So we know what's coming, and uh, hopefully we, we we get through it. Okay, Bill, thanks so much. We'll we'll rely on your guidance again down the road. Well, my pleasure, and uh, with any luck, the next time we talk, the situation will have brightened a little. Let's hope so. Yeah, thank you very much, okay. sir. Okay. Bye. That's Bill Robson, who is CEO of the CD Howe Institute.